feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I call it And the winner of the fourth and what is believed to be the final GOP primary debate is Donald Trump. Uh, after watching this, yeah, some of them really did show a lot of spunk. I will definitely give all of the candidates that were in this final round that just wrapped up a few minutes ago. The four of them, you had Governor Ron DeSantis, you had Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and also former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. So I thought there were actually some high points for all of them. I also saw some flaws. I did see some fireworks. I mean, I have seen a lot of debates. I have moderated a lot of debates. And boy, uh, this was one of the nastiest debates that I have ever seen in terms of the candidates going after each other from like word one. And some of the punches were really below the belt. Um it was really it's sometimes hard to watch. It was like I felt like we were at like a, a Thanksgiving dinner where suddenly, uh, you know, <laughs> Uncle and Grammy are fighting about something that happened 10 years ago. And then you suddenly hear uh, somebody has an illegitimate child. It was like, whoa, where is this one coming from? I felt like we needed Maury Povich or somebody to separate them at one point or Geraldo Rivera. who uh, was doing commentary there on News Nation. But boy. It was downright dirty, and it was downright spirited. But I think it also exposed some strengths in some individuals, and I think it also showed some flaws in others. And I'm not sure at the end of the day if it changed the race, but I do think it may have changed a little bit of momentum in the race. And and hear me out, because I was watching intently. I will say Chris Christie Uh, Every word is, I hate Trump, and Trump's the worst in the world. Uh, He's worse than the plague and uh, COVID and everything combined. Uh, But I will say he had a forceful debate. Now, here's where I thought Chris Christie did okay. And I'm not saying he should be the nominee, but what I am saying, he should have been selling more of what he would do versus bashing Trump, because that's all he does is, I hate Trump, I hate Trump. But at least he was clear on answering questions. And I thought he was very effective when he turned to Ron DeSantis and said, you're still not answering the question. Would you send troops in? Would you send troops here? It's a yes or no. I'll tell you my answer. He came across as straight talking. He came across as direct. So that was refreshing. I also thought Ron DeSantis, for the most part, sort of stayed out of the fray. He did go after Nikki Haley. But it didn't feel anywhere near as bad as what Vivek Ramaswamy was doing to her. It was like at every turn, he was like basting and grilling and frying everybody on the stage other than himself. So it was a free-for-all in that regard. Um, And I will say that in a way, that helped DeSantis because any swipes that he took at others, it didn't look as bad. Now to Vivek Ramaswamy. Despite 
all the things that he said, and he did say a lot of things that were kind of kooky, believe me. I, I think there's some of the things I don't agree with. I don't like his idea about telling Israel, you take care of your borders, we'll take care of our borders, because the world is a big place. And obviously what we're seeing with Israel, to me, is an enormous concern, not just for Israel's borders, but for the world. Uh, we want Israel, I want Israel to wipe out Hamas. Uh, they have the Hamas leader surrounded now, who they believe was responsible for the October 7th attacks. Hopefully they get in and they get anybody who supported him. I mean, so I, there's a little bit of, it showed a little bit of the naivete of Vivek Ramaswamy. On the other hand, he was very effective on going after uh, the deep state and calling some of these others out. And, you know, he was clear on his position. So there's the plus, there's a negative. Nikki Haley, finally. I thought she did a good job of juggling all the incoming because clearly they were going after her because they could see what we're all seeing in the polls is that she is going up in the polls uh, while some of the others are dropping. And she has even beaten DeSantis now in a whole bunch of polls vying for that alternative to Trump spot. So I don't think she made any big mistakes tonight. I thought she did a good job at sometimes coming back when they went after her on her donors. And she would say, well, you're just jealous because you don't have them. So I thought she had some good quippy lines like she did in the other debates, too, that proved to be very successful. I don't think she did as good in this debate as she did in the other ones before that, because I think there were some other moments that she sort of let things go. And I think some of all these incoming of assaults, verbal assaults on her, I think in many ways showed uh, a little bit of a weakness on her part because some of the things she didn't refute. Some she said, oh, you're lying, but then she moved on. And she still sort of left some of those attacks on her unchallenged. And also at one point, Chris Christie came to her aid. There was a big dramatic moment where he said, listen, you've spent the whole night, Vivek, slamming everybody, slamming this good woman here, Nikki Haley, all that. I thought, on one hand, it was very admirable of him. On the other hand, it showed a sense of weakness on Nikki Haley's part. She should have turned around and said, thank you, Chris Christie, but I can handle this one myself. That's what I would have done. I would have said, Chris Christie, you know, I really appreciate what you're saying, but I can take it from here. You know, and if you need cover, I'll protect you. You know, taking the lead. I think in one hand it weakened her. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. So those there's some moments there. So when I say to you the debate may have changed a little, I'm not sure if this escalated Nikki Haley, who was definitely on the trajectory going up. I think it may have helped DeSantis a little, maybe helped incrementally uh, Nikki Haley. I think the people who like Vivek probably still like Vivek. I think the people who like Chris Christie still like Chris Christie. So I'm not sure it changed anything in the dynamics of the race. Uh, clearly, they are all desperate to stay in this race, and they know that this was the last big show for them. So the question is, who will suddenly after this, or maybe they wait till, of course, the Iowa caucus, it's only 40 days away, and then you have the New Hampshire primary in South Carolina. And then some of them may start dropping like flies after Iowa. If they're like uh, number three or four in Iowa, it may be Sia time because some of the donors at some point are going to go, we're not an un, you know, unending sieve uh, for someone who doesn't have a chance. Your thoughts, everybody. That's my analysis tonight. 
on everybody. There were definitely some fireworks. There were definitely some digs. Uh, they were definitely trying to dig at Trump. Not that much, though. They still seem to be kind of soft on it, other than Chris Christie. And Vivek was very much a supporter of Trump. I think even Nikki Haley and DeSantis were very tepid about going after Trump. And I think some of the things that Nikki Haley said about the economy and inflation and all that, I was waiting for Vivek to come back at her and say, you know what? Actually, some of that's not true about Trump. Even the swipes that she took, eh, they were not, I don't think, very effective. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Who was the big winner? Who was the big loser? Who needs to drop out after the final GOP primary debate? First off, let's play this exchange. Uh, this is quite interesting. This is Cut 19, and this is Vivek going after Haley. And here is where Chris Christie comes in and interjects. He has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but he wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops me, and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing her like the puppet okay, masters. Let me just say something here. You know, his reasonable peace deal in Ukraine, he made it clear. Give them all the land they've already stolen. Promise Putin you'll never put Ukraine in Russia. And then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. Not my deal. That's, that's not my deal. Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you I'll said. You do this at every debate. I'll just, I'll you exactly say, what no, no, don't I'll interrupt me. I didn't deal. interrupt you. Okay? You tell say this. You, you do this. At, you do go this at every money. debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to I'll say tell you what? exactly no, what I, I said, Chris. I'm not I'm done yet. Well, this now is look. This is nonsense. This is not a spew. This is not a spew nonsense. Let me tell you something. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So <laughs> shut up for a while. I'm going to respond to that. Whoa. Uh, and then Vivek said something about the bridge. Of course, the whole Bridgegate thing told Chris Christie to go get a meal, which is a low blow, um, and uh, really took it back to him. Now, what did you make of that move? And I'm curious, women and men, did you see it differently? As a woman watching that sequence, it it was noble of Christie to kind of look like he's protecting Nikki Haley. On the other hand, I think it looked weak of Nikki Haley. It looked like she almost needed Chris Christie to come in. And also at that moment, she kind of toned down after that moment. She didn't really kind of go after Vivek anymore. It looked like she lost some steam after that moment. And I don't know if it was because... She felt like, okay, Chris Christie's going to do the fight for me, or if she realized that it looked weak. What are your thoughts about that? I think she could have turned it. I think it was noble, maybe, if to try to come to someone's honor. Look, if someone was saying those things of me, I'd love for somebody to come, whoever it is, <laughs> to my aid. On the other hand, I think she could have turned it around and made it 
a positive and said, Governor, or let him finish, you know, Governor, thank you very much, but I can fight this one myself. You know what I mean? I'm not some little missy who needs help. What do you think? Uh, I think it actually was a weak point. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe real quick on line two. Joe, what did you think of that moment and the debate as a whole? Rita, my love, I'm going to hit you with four points. One, uh, shrimp wimp is uh, Vivek. She mopped the floor up with him in the first debate. And Christy is a blimp, overstuffed wimp, and he's obnoxious, and Vivek is a jerk. And the bottom line is the uh, um, Santos came across as presidential. That debate last week with that lying skank. Um, gruesome Newsome. Wait, wait, wait. He no, hang on, across- Joe. Joe, before you move on, what about um, you said, and I agree, I thought DeSantis actually composed himself very well. How do you think Nikki Haley did? Not so good, but she mopped up the floor with Vivek Salami. She made him into cook salami. She mopped the floor in the first debate, and he was like really whipped. But I want to say one other thing, Rita, uh, two other things really important. Your father's country was attacked almost 85 years ago by the East and the West, by the Nazis and the commies. And it's going to happen to us unless we wake up because we're letting too many people in and the Barack and the other guy in the Biden cut our Navy. We can't defend the East Coast and the West Coast. We're headed for a fall. God help us. And, and by the way, I agree with you that we are in a really dangerous situation and Joe, thank you for bringing up everything about my dad, because you're right. Uh, my father, as many of you know, was in Poland, and he was being squeezed. My father used to say uh, that poor Poland, uh, look at the geography, you know, because to have the Soviet Union, the Russians on one side, and to have uh, the Nazis and the, you know, the Germans on the other side, uh, two ruthless enemies, Hitler and Stalin. And all of their many followers, and they were squeezed in every direction, and that is hell on earth. And my father can attest to that. So you're right. We have to protect our borders. We have to protect our security, um, and we have to protect the homeland. And we also have to care about our allies overseas, which is also one of the other important lessons from World War II. I always wonder, had other countries stepped in sooner, Poland might not have fallen to the communists. There's so many moments and so many lessons in history uh, that could happen because, remember, the Nazis took over. Then they turned it over to the communists. It was communist till the 1980s. That's why my father and so many people could not go back. So to your point, we have to defend good people, good countries, and good allies. Joe, thank you. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue. Uh, on the debate that was more like a uh, a food fight or a mud. What is it? What is it when you do the mud? I'm trying to remember the mud slinging, whatever they do that. But uh, it was certainly a free for all, and we'll talk about that after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. So did any of the candidates win your vote tonight or change your mind after what I call a mosh pit of a debate? Because, boy, it 
is crazy. And to see them going at each other, I mean, it was nasty. Uh, I think some of it was too nasty. But sometimes when people get under your skin, you really see who somebody is and what they're made of. Uh, And I thought some fared well, some uh, so-so. And I think uh, a number of them are sitting there going, did I do anything dramatic tonight? They all knew they had to do it. I think they all brought a decent game, but I don't think they're ready to play in the big league against Donald Trump. That's the question. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ line four. BJ, who won, who lost? Well, Nikki Haley to me is Woko Ono. Uh, She's a wholly owned subsidiary of the military industrial complex. I know people who would love to have one of those jobs. She's had about 10 of them. So a big X through her name. Porky's revenge is um, Chris Christie. He tells you you all about how Trump is unfit. First of all, he should never use the word unfit. Okay. In the same, it just doesn't work with him. He needs to stop because he was with Joe, he was with Donald Trump every step of the way, and he wants you to believe now he's unfit. Vivek is a Trump clone. Okay, he's trying to steal Trump's act, and it's just he can't hack it. Okay, so <clears throat> then we go to Ron DeSantis, who who eked out a, a very m- marginal victory. But you almost forgot, you almost forgot that he stabbed Donald Trump in the back. But I'll never forget that. So as far as I'm concerned, big X to everyone's name, Donald Trump wins again. Yeah, I think he does win again. And I agree with you. I thought DeSantis came across as sort of presidential. And you're right. Um, He tried to stay away from critiquing the president. And even when he did, it was very mild and it was the same old kind of criticism Uh, But I don't think anything changed the dynamics. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a very powerful story coming from Cleveland, Ohio, where University Circle Police Talk about an early call that they got over the weekend about a car flipped over on an avenue, the result of a hit-and-run crash. The chief of police says time was of the essence when the officers received that call just before 2 a.m. There was smoke emanating from the car, the trapped, unresponsive driver, and they were really concerned about his medical condition, the chief said. They felt they had to get him out. There was fears of a car possibly starting. 
So that's amazing. A car fire possibly starting uh, because they said it was definitely smoldering at that time. Now, body cameras worn by the officers showed them using their batons to break open the windshield. And while smoke started pouring out of the front end of the car, another officer uses his fire extinguisher to effectively spray the entire area. Once the officer saw that the driver was moving, they pulled him out and checked to see if there was anyone else in the car. They were also deeply concerned that he was having, obviously, some very serious injuries. They thought he was bleeding out, and they knew that they had to hurry up and get him to the hospital as soon as possible. Luckily, the man was taken right away out of that vehicle, taken to the hospital for his injuries and is said to be recuperating. An amazing story about officers being there just in the nick of time. There's a power, one of the officers said, and that because it really does show that a picture is worth a thousand words and video is worth a million. And in this case, you allow people to see firsthand through our body cam footage how difficult this is. You watch the decision-making process right in front of you. And I am thankful that that man is alive. Uh, By the way, all four officers that came on the scene are being submitted for a general commendation award with the American Police Hall of Fame. Bravo to our great men and women in uniform for all the incredible work that they do every single day. And we are talking about the debate, the final one that just took place and Tuscaloosa, Alabama, University of Alabama. And it was an interesting debate. It was definitely spirited. And I think there were some high points and some very low points. Um, I think Vivek sure had some spunk in there, um, but also I think showed some weakness when it came to Israel and some other issues. Um, But he clearly seemed to almost, he wanted to almost out-Trump Trump. Uh, in terms of make America great again, when he said the expression about Israel, you guys need to take care of your borders, we'll take care of our borders. I will say it was refreshing to hear all of the candidates in the debate care about our homeland. How refreshing is that? I haven't heard a commander in chief talk about that in a long time. And it was nice to hear them say, seal the border. Let's add more border agents. Let's do what we can to help support our law enforcement, as we've been just talking about our back the blue So that was nice to hear because, boy, what a contrast to the person we have now at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And take a listen to this comment. This is Ron DeSantis, who I thought did pretty well tonight. Uh, Here he is talking about how Biden is a wimp when it comes to the leading state sponsor of terror around the globe. Biden is doing nothing to bring Iran to account. You got to turn the screws on them. Don't let them have any oil revenue. The money they get, they send to Hamas, they send to Hezbollah, and they foment jihad throughout the Middle East. So Biden has empowered Iran, just like he's empowered other adversaries. We stand with Israel. They're our best ally in the Middle East. We have a unique relationship with them. uh, And you will see a strong relationship when I'm the president of the United States. And... That was echoed through most of the candidates. Even Vivek was very clear about his support for Israel to let them do their job. He just said, let them do their job. We'll do our job. But all of the candidates certainly sounded unwavering for going after terrorists and defending the homeland. And boy, was that a refreshing twist from now who we've had Mr. Waffle 
Waffle, waffle, waffle at the White House, who one moment says, yeah, I support Israel, but then won't even condemn people in his own party, like uh, Jaya Paul, who doubled down today in her comments, uh, saying there has to be some balance when you're criticizing Hamas. Uh, We need to talk about Israel, too. Uh, What a shameful display that this president, the current one, will not take people in his own party to task. He won't condemn these universities. And these horrible protests with some of the anti-Semitic spew coming out. Uh, Think about had he been clear, had he been crisp, had he been firm. Maybe this never would have happened. Maybe Iran wouldn't be taking advantage via Hamas, via the Houthis, via Hezbollah. And also, maybe also Ukraine wouldn't have happened if he didn't say minor incursion. If he didn't leave everything behind in Afghanistan, all $85 billion worth of equipment. Uh, what a moron. I mean, it's crazy. It is unbelievable, some of the policy decisions. And guess what? Other places are smelling weakness. Here is Chris Christie uh, in one of the feisty moments of tonight. Um, and I, again, want to hear your thoughts. If you like this or if you thought it made, maybe it made Nikki Haley look weak that he kind of came to her aid Or was he being a gentleman coming to her defense? Because Vivek Ramaswamy was really going after both of them. Listen to this one, Chris Christie stepping in. And boy, this was one of the lines of the night. But I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. And while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting her. So I'm going to take this several times over. So first of all, I think we just learned something from Chris Christie. We learned three things. We learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, and get the hell out of this race. When it comes to Nikki, I think if you're going to actually send your sons and daughters to go die in somebody else's war, you better, excuse me, Chris, I'm speaking, and I'm not done yet. I haven't heard the time when you aren't And we're going to be done. So listen up to this, is if these people want to send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine, they've been arguing for it for a year. $200 billion of our taxpayer money sent over, neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. It is intellectual fraud. These people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction in Iraq to justify that invasion, didn't know the first thing about it, yet they sent thousands of our sons and daughters to go die. The same people who told you the same in Afghanistan, where the Taliban is still in charge 20 years later. Seven trillion of our national debt due to these toxic neocons. You can put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, it is still a fascist neocon. Thank and you, you Mr. Ramaswamy. See that today. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Dick Cheney all over again okay. in this party. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah. Name the provinces. Neither of you could even name the interesting thing about Eastern countries. I think we've had enough of this. It's actually Crimea is the wrong answer. What did you make of that? Uh, At some points, the moderators couldn't get a word in edgewise. Uh, At other moments, uh, they did let it breathe. So, and also, Vivek had some good lines in there. Christy had some decent lines in there. 
Uh, both of them were certainly uh, unforgettable. Uh, that's the nice way to put it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Uh, what did you think, Tony, uh, of that moment? And let me ask you as a woman, um, did you feel, I don't know, for some reason, uh, I thought at first, I thought, oh, okay, Chris Christie's coming to her aid. And then she kind of slumped a little bit after that. I felt she kind of lost her fire after that at the rest of the debate. You know, I was watching her body language and something happened to her, um, Rita, that when he said, my favorite was when he said, Vivek said, um, uh, she equals corrupt. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, when he held up the whiteboard like like Karl Rovo was does. Yeah, remember Karl Rovo was, has his whiteboard for the debate. You're right, he held he up. Yeah, that was really yeah. strong. Wow. That was very strong, and you know, I was looking at her body language, and there was a bit of a a bit of a something in her eyes, you know, a bit of a revelation. And of course, it was the pivotal moment for her when they asked her to defend herself, and she did not. And and always, always, you know, if you know you're right, you you do have something to say about it. So for her to say she didn't defend herself was really, to me, it just as a president. I don't see her as a candidate. As an honest person, I see her as the complete opposite, dishonest. And that was a pivotal moment for me because she could have really won anyone who was questioning her, and yet she just let the moment pass. I think her moment is gone. I think she deceives herself in knowing as much as she does. She doesn't. She doesn't really know anything. But what I want to say is that the debate was organized and beautifully done. So that those crazy moments can happen in the beginning. I laughed so hard with the there. <laughs> yeah. And Ron DeSantis with his eyes were rolling as this was all going on. But then they gave them time to get all the wind out. And then came the serious questions. And what I liked about it was moments like when we saw Judicial Watch Tom Fenton. He came in, asked a few questions, loved Judicial Watch. That to me showed that I had a very neutral group of interviewers. They weren't harassing the candidates and they were just thoughtful, incentive. They weren't as exciting, but they did their job quite well, I thought. I love Tom Fenton. I love that moment with Donald Trump. They did some some sound on him. You know, I don't know if I would have picked another one, but he was present, very present. And he was present in a way that made us all realize that these people are really not going to be coming into the home stretch. But, you know, my final comment is it made me think, Rita, what, where will these people just what will ever happen to them? And, you know, and for Nikki Haley, there's not much that's going to happen to her. I love the question about the president because the two of them that said George Washington, Nikki Haley, and, and they said George Washington and Lincoln really didn't show much much knowledge of presidents and Reagan was a common one. Yeah. And then uh, Calvin Coolidge, right? Wasn't Coolidge the one who uh, DeSantis picked? Right. And so DeSantis, you see, as I look at all these people on the stage, I see DeSantis, he's a man who was in the military. He knows his history. That always impresses me. Where he's going from here, this is what this debate made me realize. Will any of these people have a place in my government what will happen to them? And do, and do you think so? Who do you think, real quick, Tony, could be? 
I think Vivek would be great for a chief of staff. I don't think he wants it. I think he's so strong, so articulate. And I think he needs to be under someone who can help him. Ron DeSantis, to me, he seems, even though there was this betrayal, Rita, and I'll say in concluding, I trust Ron DeSantis' decision-making, his background, and I really wish, and I'll leave it at that, that he could have a place and be ready as somewhere in the administration if anything happened to President Trump once he gets in. I really have a vision for Ramaswamy and DeSantis somewhere in my country's government, you could say, and the rest of them, I just... We just got to forget about them. All right, Tony, (laughs) thank you for the analysis. Uh, Let's go to Stan. Stan, uh, who won, who lost, and who did you like tonight, Stan? Tony lost, I'll tell you that. I didn't like anything she said. Uh, To me, there was one win, and you know who that was for me tonight. You know, Chris Christie. He was it all night. He was solid. He didn't take no crap. He is the only one that can deal with the the ex-president. The only one who can take him on one-on-one, mouth-to-mouth, because that's the way it has to be. These three cannot. I felt bad for Nikki But, he, but he's, he's not going to. I mean, you look, he's, I know they, that, but he's, he's far behind Nikki Haley and DeSantis, and they're well, far they behind going the at, president. He's funded. He's funded. And he's still got money, and he's going at least into one or two of the primaries. He'll stay in. I don't blame him, and I hope he does. Now, now, now hang on, really hang, hang on. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah. No, it, I, I was actually going to... I bad for her. I, I was actually going to go to where you were right there, Stan, because it was an interesting moment. I actually thought it, Nikki Haley has done well in the previous debates. Yeah. Um, but I think in this particular case that... She didn't come across as strong. I thought at the beginning she did well. I thought she did well in the first hour or the first 45 minutes. But that moment where, by the way, if someone is, is making all those comments, Stan, I would hope you would come and, and come to my honor, right? Um, but she could. She is projecting this, you know, I'm, I'm not here because I'm a woman. I'm here because I'm ambassador. I'm governor. I've done all these things. And she has a very impressive resume. There's no doubt about it. I've met Nikki Haley. She's a very smart woman. But she didn't use that opportunity. And something happened. It seemed like after he kind of came to her aid, I'm talking about your idol, Chris Christie, after he came to her aid, it almost like somebody sucked all the air out of her balloon. She kind of whimpered the rest of the debate. It like, like she came in pretty strong. They were punching her and she was like, okay, keep going. I can handle it. I can handle it, you know, and kept going. Um, and kind of kept throwing back these very good quippy lines. And then something happened there at that moment where she didn't, uh, kind of take advantage of, Chris Christie saying, I would have said, this is, you heard what I just said, Stan. I think a smart move, and I'm surprised she didn't use this. If somebody was defending me and, and I'm in this moment where I'm up against three guys, I would say, you know what? Um, thank you very much. That's very kind of you, you know, Governor Christie. Thank you. But I can take my own fight. This guy is an easy one. I can easily handle this one. People would have gone, whoa, you know, like, like she could have really turned it into this like great moment and she missed it. And it seemed like she missed a few things after that. What do you think happened there, Stan? What, what? I'll tell you, uh, uh, first of all, Swanee River. That, well, <laughs> I can't say his name, so I call him Swanee Swan- River. Swanee I mean, River, yeah. He, he's a great full of brush salesman. He'll go to the door, he'll sell you tuna fish in, uh, on the floor. He's okay in that, but he's no president. She, uh, he was uh, 
Prince uh, Charming, and she was Gwyneth. He came to her rescue. I didn't see anything wrong with that, but she should have responded directly. Yeah, right. Way, I, not, it was wrong. Yes, I'm not saying it was wrong for him to respond for her. I actually thought it was a noble thing, anybody saying, you know, and I think it was a gentlemanly thing. Believe me, Stan, I come from the old school. I'm very independent, guys. But I also like somebody to open the door for me and buy me flowers and all that other stuff. So I think it was nice that he came to her aid, but I think... She somehow sort of became like the docile character after that moment and didn't didn't use that moment and say, thank you, be grateful, because that was gentlemanly to do it. Uh, but then also say, hey, wait a minute, I can handle this one. And Chris, if you need if you need someone to have your back, I got you. Yeah, you know, I mean, she could have turned the tables or gone after Vivek and just, you know, said, thank you, but I can handle this one. Vivek, ba ba ba. And she didn't do that. And for some reason it's like like somebody like she became the sort of docile character the rest of the debate. I think she lost momentum tonight. Yes or no, Stan, real quick. I, I think she did. But let's one thing. This is not the Nixon-Kennedy debate <laughs> like 1960s. This is, a lo- this is a new type of debating. Go after your opponent. Cut him up. Cut her up. And that's how you win points in these. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It was slice, dice, and uh, and then rinse. Slice, dice, rinse. one 800 We're talking about the debate, a.k.a. mudslinging mosh pit. Uh, who won, who lost, and why? It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour, we'll continue to get your thoughts on what was definitely a food fight and... Vivek Ramaswamy said so much about Chris Christie, at least for sure. Wow, this was one of the nastiest debates I have ever seen. You could tell the stakes could not be higher. And you could tell at first that they felt they had to try to knock out Nikki Haley. It was all incoming for Nikki Haley. And then eventually they started spreading the, spreading the love being facetious because, boy, there were a lot of barbs, I think, in almost every different direction. But clearly, Vivek was throwing it. So was Chris Christie. Uh, Nikki Haley was trying to defend it. And I think Ron DeSantis was just trying to sort of stay above the fray. Who won, who lost? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave real quick. Line one. Dave, your thoughts. Hey, hi, Rita. Let me throw uh, light and bleach all over this and boil it down to the simplest equation. Democrats are a mindless, monolithic flock of sheep. Republicans are herding cats that are scratching each other's face off. So really quick, Dave, who won, who lost? Who won, who lost? Well, Donald Trump, those people are only interested in their own political power. Donald Trump was not there for that. No, but you're right. You're right. He won. He won not being there. 